0: ever. We're diving into a life of greatness, okay? This is Marathon 114. We are on fire, and I just, I love every single moment of these marathons. Learning, becoming more self-aware. I've been doing this for two and a half years, just like discovering myself. And I'm so grateful for everyone who tunes in, I'm so grateful for the progress, the growth, so grateful for the awareness, the surrender, the trusting, the capacity that I've been growing, planting the, the seeds, sowing the seeds. Like I have been a hardcore sower of seeds. And uh, I just, I really see it's all paying off. I see all these, these beautiful people coming into my life, clients, coaches, mentors, leaders, um, you know, partners. I see all these beautiful opportunities to grow reflections of myself, like just recently taking a hardcore look at how am I creating the reality around me? What is the recipe? What is the subconscious beliefs that I have that are perpetuating the reality around me? Just massive, massive, massive gold. Um, so I love it. I'm super grateful. And I really appreciate you tuning in. You are becoming your greatest possible self. However, I can continue to support you in doing that. Let's explore that. Let's discover that. That's launching your podcast. It's coming to Bali at our Future Flow and Fire Retreat coming up here in November. Um, let's let's do it. Let's rock it. want to support you however I can, okay? Um, the other part is this Review of the week, before we dive into the interview, review of the week is by Stephanie Zito, who says, love Chris's mission and attitude towards life. I gained a lot of great tips for self-development and running my business through this content. You know what? I I just totally want to be present with this because I've recognized that a lot of these reviews that I've done, I've been doing this for probably over a year now, You know, saying the, the reviews live on the marathon and sharing people's reviews And like actually letting them land, you know? So I'm going to reread that and let it land. So Stephanie Zito says, I love Chris's mission and attitude towards life. And what I want to relate back to in that last conversation with Jonathan
1: is I don't
0: take credit for that. I don't take credit for my mission. I don't take credit for greatest possible self. I don't take credit for the 12-hour marathon. I don't take credit for helping people launch their podcasts. That is God. And I so appreciate my ability to own my love of spirituality of God and communicate that and be a vessel for that, be a conduit to that.
1: So my mission and my attitude
0: towards life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Stephanie. And I was born with this. I was, I was given this by something much bigger and greater than me, uh, and and supported and assisted in developing this in something much bigger and greater than me. I love these conversations that I've had, especially this one with Jonathan right before this interview, going into what does a life of greatness mean to me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's no, no accidents. So I just get to meditate on everything that we just talked about with Jonathan. It's pretty perfect. I gain a lot of great tips for self-development. I gain, people gain when they tune, tune into this podcast. <sighs> that feels good. Great tips for self-development. People grow. There's implementable executable actions because of this show and running my business through this content. People's businesses, people's livelihood, people's income, people's impact, people's service improves because of this marathon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (sighs) That I, Chris Burns have developed myself into a conduit, into a vessel, into a communicator, into a messenger that can deliver that value that can deliver that transformation. I'm so blessed and honored and thankful that I get to be this version of me. You know, like there's so many versions of me I could have been (laughs) in this lifetime or past lifetimes or whatever that I get to be this one. Wow. 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 What a blessing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's dive into the conversation. What does a life of greatness mean to me? Whoo! Man, let's blow this one wide open. A life of greatness. Oh man. <laughs> Such a broad question. There's there's so many places that can go. What is greatness? What is greatness? What is greatness? When I feel my heart and my head I hear and I see and I experience greatness is the actualization of potential. It's like fulfilling potential, fulfilling the greatest gifts, the greatest destiny, the greatest impact, the greatest service, like the, the maximum amount. Typically, it's like I, I relate to quantity, large quantities, and it doesn't have to be large quantities. It can be quality, deep quality.
1: It's enough. Whatever it is, it's it's enough.
0: Just a conversation is enough. It's a life of love. A life of greatness is a life of love. Expressing love. Giving love.
1: Being love. Living love. Remembering love. Remembering that we're all love. Remembering that we're all one.
0: I truly believe that a life of greatness is the actualization of the deepest desires of our source, of our center, of our soul, of these desires that God has placed within us and expressing those. And each moment being open to whatever is called forth to be expressed, whatever is the highest and best use of us, of our time, of our soul, of our wisdom, of our experience in this lifetime, whatever is the highest and best for us and for everyone around us that is a life of greatness continuing to seek that continuing to explore and discover and play and have fun and imagine and envision and wonder and create and dance and sing that's a life of greatness and i love every second of it so let's dive in let's dive into a life of greatness would also love to hear your uh, questions if you have any specific one you are amazing it's such a powerhouse and amazing connector okay okay so I do I do take credit <laughs> I do take credit and I also give greater credit both can we do both <laughs> I live in an and world <laughs> okay so we, we can do both uh, so yes so I, I do take credit I am responsible And I am creating that external environment. I think that's something I picked up in the last conversation with Jonathan. I'm responsible for my body. I'm responsible for my external environment, responsible for my internal environment, responsible for my relationships, responsible for my connection, divine connection with infinite intelligence. And for me, I've, I've recently just, then uh, the relationships has been a big part relationships of just serve, just show up and serve, show up and check in on people, show up and just like love on people. And, uh, Amy and I had an amazing, amazing conversation yesterday about like just feeling in to who is, who needs me right now. Who do I feel called to contact, to connect with, to have a conversation with, um, is super powerful. And I think that that's, That's greatness too. You know, greatness is having a vision, dreaming big, being inspired, and then being willing to evolve and adapt and pivot that vision and the execution of that, the manifestation of that as time progresses, as things go on. Like really being able to trust every every single
1: moment. Yeah, I'm just like,
0: I just love it. I, I just feel really good. You know, I feel like, like so trusting. So like that surrender feeling of I am taking massive responsibility for my life. I'm showing up. I'm doing my best. I'm having these tough conversations. I had like, you know, three, four. I had four freaking coaching conversations in the last two days, you know, with like powerful human beings. Powerful. Powerful human beings. <laughs> like... People who who like, ah, man, Man, if we're talking about this marathon, I have have powerful coaching conversations every week. Conversations that make a difference. Conversations that illuminate. Conversations that remind me, that drop those breadcrumbs of who am I? What am I here for? What am I meant to contribute to this planet, to the people around me, to my loved ones?
1: (sighs) Yeah. I'm just really grateful to be present right now. I'm grateful to be experiencing such contrast. I'm grateful to be still discovering
0: what the blocks have been. You know, what, is, what have been the biggest blocks to me creating everything that I desire? What's the lesson? What have I still not learned? What is the gift? What have I still not opened up to receive? So I think a a life of greatness is a constant pursuit, so to speak, of being the highest version of yourself, knowing that you already are the highest version, like just being that. It's something I, I love what Jonathan said about miracles in that is that miracles are just something that happens in a condensed frame of time something that you think takes months to heal an injury a miracle can happen and create instant healing.
1: Let's talk about where I feel like I'm off of a life of greatness, you know. Um
0: for me it's it's like really like Jonathan was saying about relationships that's like a a big part for me is not going to those relationships to get something, but rather to give. Like, I feel even though I have come with this loving heart and wanting to serve people, deep inside it was being driven by some kind of scarcity, some kind of lack, some kind of need to get somewhere so that I could be fulfilled, so that I could be enough. And uh, I just appreciate that I went through that. I also appreciate like my showing up here for, for 12 hours straight every Wednesday because what what a beacon of light I can be, number one. And also, number two, like the lessons that I've learned from like giving everything I've got. You want to talk about Jonathan was talking about giving everything you got, you know, like give everything you've got to whatever it is, whatever you want to go after. I feel like I'm um, I have I have spent myself. I've invested myself. I have uh, given everything I've got. I've left everything out on the court. And of course, there's still more more room to grow. Um, There's still, there's always room to grow, right? There's an investment of getting outside of my comfort zone. And Bernard is going to be coming on here at 5 p.m. today talking about Getting outside of your comfort zone, I'm talking about like those firsts that you do. What are what are the firsts? The first time you do something, what is that experience like? It's usually uncomfortable. Usually sucks. <laughs> usually it's not fun. Um, and so I told her that we would be doing. Uh, I wanted to do a open mic night, stand up comedy open mic, open mic. And she's like, "Dude, we're gonna put a date on that." <laughs> you tell me you want you want to do something we're putting a date on it and I love that, I love that I'm surrounding myself with people like that and I, I think that that's a life of greatness, doing new things, getting outside of your comfort zone I'm going to Bali in November first time outside of North America hallelujah, uh, I am a born adventurer born thrill seeker, like that's who I am alright, I am a born kind of like a rebel, you know, like challenging what's possible. And there's also been a period of years, season of my life, where I learned really, really well how to fit in. When I learned really well how to uh, show up and be approved of and uh, be enough. And to just have people want to keep me around, you know. Uh, I did lose some of my friends in the beginning. And felt like, where are they all going? You know, what did I do? Why did I lose these people? Why did I, why did I, um, why did our relationship become devastated? No matter how much I want to reach back into their life and love them and create completion and resolution, they just don't even acknowledge me. That's painful. Is that a life of greatness? continuing to get the, the door slammed on you? <laughs> well, I believe it's about where it comes from. I think part of me just doesn't like the uncomfortability of someone not liking me, and especially one of my best friends, and for no reason. Like, logically, it doesn't make sense. Another thing John, Jonathan and I had in common is that logical nature of our reality. By the way, I'm giving you permission, God, checkmate me <laughs> faster, Check my, checkmate my logical brain that's trying to figure everything out and keep everything in control. I give you permission to um, to create the surrender, to give my life to something bigger, to really fully give, to fully surrender. To, like I've, I've said it, I've given God permission, the universe permission, and Anne, I love that we're gonna be talking about it on your interview as well. Um, But, like, I feel like I've done that. I feel like I've I've logically said it. And was it a whole body, soul being giving permission?
1: Well,
0: I think there's levels to things. And the way I heard Jonathan say it, like, I haven't reached that level of willingness to give up control. My logical mind might say, hey, you, you, you said I surrender. You said it. You felt it. So of course, like you did it, right? But in my subconscious mind, it says, dude, freaking BS. <laughs> That's a dangerous ask, but a, a great one. <laughs> what what is life? What is life if we're not like doing those bold asks? And I love it. Both and yes, I love it, Amy. Um, but just amazing people. You know, I just I I just love Amy. I love you, Amy. I love you, Jonathan. I love you, Anne. I love these great people in my life and uh, you know, I love myself. I'm really cultivating that love in myself, love for myself, love for what I have to offer my value, recognizing that just totally owning it, sharing it with, with people
1: boldly in ways that I, I
0: get an energetic exchange and so do they like this marathon takes up. A ton of effort to put on. (laughs) It's a lot. Sometimes I can minimize that. Oh yeah, it's just a marathon I do every Wednesday. This is a Herculean fucking effort to do every Wednesday. Okay. Let's, let's be real. There is a massive level of commitment and dedication, discipline, consistency, 114 of these things and generating myself, generating myself for what I care about, what my purpose is. So I think a life of greatness is really saying, I'm going to go for something. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's all going to unfold. But I'm, I'm going for
1: it. And I'm going to go all in. And there's something uh,
0: Jonathan said as well about rude people. <laughs> I love that he said, like everything he said is perfect. Rude people trigger me, you know? Like people who are rude, who are disrespectful, who are not kind, who are not loving, triggers me. And so there's a part of me that doesn't want to be rude to people. But then there's a part of me that also hides from getting rejected, that also hides from boldly proclaiming my value and asking for the sale. Like that part of me has hid. So my growth edge is to be more rude. Like I get to flip the pendulum to the other side and experience that rudeness more, generate it, be it, so I can. Remember that it's not going to kill me. So I can remember that people are big enough to handle it. So I can remember that sometimes in life, to be able to make the biggest difference for people, you get to be a little uncomfortable. Thank you for all of the lessons in comfort that I received. Lessons, the prioritization, the value. The value of comfort. My parents providing so much value and um Making sure that I was comfortable, making sure that I lived a great life, making sure that I never went without, making sure that if I wanted any kind of groceries, basically, I could get them, you know, like at, at our house growing up, there was something I really, really wanted. Chances are I could get it, especially as time went on. In the beginning, it might have been a little bit more scarcity, but as time went on, they're like, okay, you know, you want to go come to the, the um, store with me? Like, I wasn't particularly like, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. So when I did ask for something, it it seemed you know, like appropriate, fair, like a fair trade. Like I've been a good son, I deserve that, right? Come on, I deserve some some uh, frosted mini wheats. I deserve some cinnamon toast crunch. I deserve some macaroni and cheese, whatever it might be. Some pizzas. But that growth growth edge is being rude. You won't question it when it happens. Ooh, and ah ah. I love it. By the way, Ann, I want your support as well to be, to be more rude <laughs> in a, in I guess a positive way. I don't know. We can uh, create what that looks like, but how do I, how do I be rude in an empowering way? Is that the priority? If that's my growth edge. If I don't want to make people uncomfortable, how can I embody some of that quality? Cause I'm afraid to be it and I judge it become more of that so I can make a bigger difference. That's, that's definitely a reason why I haven't achieved a higher level of success is my disdain of rudeness of people feeling uncomfortable. So how can I, what, what can I do to just like be triggering people and making them uncomfortable more often? Um, I was talking to another coach, Brandon Hawk, amazing guy. He's out in Texas as well. And, uh, He's like, dude, you get to talk about money more. I can absolutely help with that. <laughs> I love it, Ann. I love it. Um, you need to talk about money more. like, Because we talked about money in our conversation. And he's like, look at how much life the topic of money has brought to our conversation. Look at how much aliveness. Look at how you've like just channeled some massive freaking energy that was stuck, that was down there, that was shame, guilt, whatever it might be, channeled it out and expressed it and unleashed it because we talked about money, because we had a conversation about money, because we were willing to dive into that. So my willingness to have uncomfortable conversations and be rude, like what's, what's a question I can design for myself that makes people feel uncomfortable, but it also makes them come alive. Like, where are you playing small? <laughs> Just ask everyone, where are you playing small? Like, what a bold question. How do you how do you get someone to become their greatest possible self? Well, you ask them, where are you playing small? Hmm. Where are you hiding? Where are you avoiding? Where are you running? <sighs> These are great. I'm taking notes. <laughs> question. Every every conversation with my dad, where are you playing small? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> but that's really what it takes it's really what I think makes me come alive is like hey what do you, what do you really want or, or it doesn't have to be that but it could be what do you really really want first get clear on what's important to them and then call them out if, they're, if I feel like they're being shallow and then say come on like, what do you really want that's not what you really want what do you really want what do you really want No, not buying it. What do you really want? Great, I hear what you really want. Awesome. So where are you playing small? You know, just like stir that up. Stir up the clarity that people have and stir up the pain so that they actually do something about it. What what better gift can I freaking provide? You know? Man. Lies they tell themselves. The realities they refuse to face. That's good. Yeah, what are the lies you tell yourself? What's the reality you refuse to face? Woo! Where are
1: you playing small? Uh,
0: reality you refuse to face. Just go ask strangers that on the street, and we can just go hit the streets of Vegas and ask like drunk people. <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> can we make a show about that? <laughs>
1: What lies you tell yourself?
0: Man. Ugh. It's like, walk up to someone. Hey, we got a reality TV show. It's called Greatest Possible Self. Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. First question, are you willing to participate? Great, sign our waiver. Okay. What lies do you tell yourself? <laughs> totally. what. <laughs> Remember, there's basically, I know, I know, that's, that's why I'm, I'm like, having this conversation. It's real. Like, I'm, I'm really, I'm the type of guy who says, okay, we're going to set a date, we're going to figure out a time, and it's going to freaking happen. And I know you are too, Anne. Like, that's why I'm sure you're so excited to, like, meet in person and be like, Chris, there's no more, there's no more waiting until the marathon interview. Like, when is it happening? By when? (laughs) Like, you said, open mic, by when? (laughs) And I'm gonna pull out my phone, I'm gonna figure out a date, and then like all this stuff comes up, and I just get to handle it and be on the growth edge um, but what I would love to do, and speaking of the open mic is and pff, living a life of greatness living living in your growth edge um is to go to one first I've never been to one, so I would love to go to the one I'm gonna be participating at and then um go to it like a week before study like get to know it more uh and then the next week or whatever whenever the next open session is to go back and do mine so i hope that works for you i I would like to not totally it's not just not butcher but like disrespect disrespect the stage i want to i want to prepare i want to see what's going on understand it more um uh, and respectfully respect their venue respect the space and the stage that they create for people and give it my best so just want to let you know that's that's something i'm aiming towards that's that's the right way of doing it okay cool cool after you interview where are you playing big to hide where you... F- Ooh! <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> okay, so after my interview, clock will be ticking. That's right to doing it. Brian Jones, what's going on, man? Oh my gosh, there's an impl- improv class scheduled on the meetup. Is there? What? I love improv. I'm, I'm game for that. That's like, that's my jam. I'll, I'll go rock it. It's still a little uncomfortable, but uh, I'll definitely go rock it. But I want to go back to Johnson's question. Where are you playing big to hide where you feel small? Man. Let's dive into that. Where am I playing big? I'm playing big in this 12-hour marathon, connecting to lots of people, adding lots of value, um, you know, showing up week after week, being consistent, having a track record, giving, 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 because I feel small in the area of actually giving value, actually, you know, producing results for people. Um I feel small in the area of my relationships and having quality great relationships. I I look like I'm so well connected on here on the marathon. And like deep down inside I feel like I'm not really connected. Like I'm not really having these um epic relationships that are awesome on the marathon, but then like deep down inside I feel like there's a disconnect. I feel like the the rubber didn't meet the road for the relationship to continue and for us to to keep doing it. Um, I was talking to someone who was I talking to, but basically we said, we discovered that a lot of my relationships. Oh, I think it was Andrew Hall. Andrew Hall is coaching me too. Great guy. Uh, but basically he's like, dude, how, how long is your longest relationship that is, you know, successful and profitable and happy and prosperous?
1: And I was like, man,
0: You know, it's not many, it's like two, two, like at this point, two years, a year, like of someone like really close, my girlfriend's definitely the closest person to me, um, that I love being around, that's super enjoyable, that is fulfilling and prosperous. Like that's a relationship that is definitely awesome. And we've been together for a year and a half. And like, I look at my other relationships, I'm like, why do I feel so empty? You know? So, a life of
1: greatness. Playing big, playing
0: big, playing big. Traveling the world, traveling the world. Hosting a retreat in Bali, playing big in Bali to be enough. Hmm. Going halfway around the world to prove that I am successful enough, to prove that I am. I know what I'm doing to prove that I can deliver the value that
1: I want to be delivering. It's fascinating. The relationships that I have, like, it's
0: interesting. There's like such a juicy moment in connection in that moment. And then after that, it's probably, you know, Jonathan wouldn't, you know, call me out of my shit. <laughs> But I think it's, and I think it's the um, beliefs, subconscious beliefs that this won't last very long. I'm not a good person. I'm not worth keeping around. I'm not in it for the right reason. You know, all this stuff comes up. And of course, like below that is just the love, you know, like total being of love, total juicy love for, for people and for life. And there's layers. The mud is caked on. Lighthouse. (laughs) What a player? You need to build a business around what you're doing. A real business. Dropping some truth of my observations. I feel ya. So much amazing content that needs to reach all around the world. Facebook is playing it small. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, I was thinking about that, Anne. Like, YouTube. How, like, why have I not taken the leap to YouTube? Like, YouTube is designed for video. It's real. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I wanna I wanna talk to you more, Jonathan. Like I really, I really feel like you could be a, a great source of inspiration and mentorship in my life, man. Like you really have walked a path <laughs> that I feel like I'm on. I'm like You're ready to get the fuck on with it. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's time. It's time to really like own my power, own my greatness, own my value. Um. Yeah, like I was talking about YouTube. Like YouTube is made for video. Why am I still doing it on Facebook? Like Facebook algorithm sucks, sucks, <laughs> it sucks. It freaking sucks. But it's what I started on, and it's what I've been com- comfortable with, and it's what I thought I had all these amazing connections with. You know,
1: like people I connected with. So I, I've, I've just like felt like it was right to stay here, and I felt.
0: Like it would be wrong. It would be bad to go from Facebook and stop doing it and then say, hey, I'm over on YouTube. But there's always going to be that freaking growth pain of switching to a new platform. But Facebook, I love you, Facebook, but you're not a video live streaming for 12 hours platform. You are you are not. You're not Facebook. You are not the platform designed for this this marathon. This marathon is not designed for you. You have different intentions than me. Your purpose, your mission, Facebook, is to connect people, to connect friends, let people check up on what's going on in people's lives and events, and that's all great stuff, and there's lots of great opportunity and marketing and cool stuff like that on Facebook. Awesome. But this platform is, does not belong on Facebook. And I'm like, totally, I've been unwilling to just be so real and raw and vulnerable with that, to myself, for myself, and say, Chris, get the fuck off Facebook and get on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I've been doing YouTube, but I haven't actually been doing it. I've just been having my team upload stuff on there and not actually putting conscious attention to detail in mastering video. And I just like recognized the other day like how much I I loved creating a video for our Bali Flow and Fire retreat that we got going on in November. Like I loved it, right? And, uh, you know, graphic design and video, even though it's like it, it can be exhausting after doing it for a long time, cause like in front of a computer and electronics and digital stuff, like just in my opinion, saps my energy, um, after doing it long enough, of course, you know, 12 hour marathon, um, charge the F up because of all the information, all the wisdom, all the energy, all the experience, all the conversations, all the people, all the relationships and the technology of it sitting in front of a ring light and a computer screen, staring at a computer. Screen freaking a foot from my face for like 12 hours. <laughs> not healthy. <laughs> not not good. Not healthy. Um, so I get to be responsible for that. <sighs> it's healthy in moderation. Good stuff. You can do both. Don't limit your thinking. I can do both. And you're right. How do I do both? So the question is, how do I do both? As far as I'm aware, my computer Limits both, but um, I use Wirecast. I use, a, I use a heavy-duty software. I don't have a computer that can do both yet, as far as I'm aware. I just, yeah, I just haven't gotten myself uncomfortable enough to figure it out and do the different things I got to do with streaming and RTMPs and settings. I'm a techie guy, but I just like haven't been willing to do it. And I didn't think my computer could handle it. So maybe there's another way, something else I could be doing to be successful with it. Um, an alternative route, being open, being in wonder of what is the best way. It's interesting. I think there's a, a genuine curiosity of being open and in wonder. And then there's also like when you find the thing that calls to you, that pulls you, that nudges you, the feather, and the nudge, the shove, listen to that. I've gotten the hint of YouTube and LinkedIn, like to connect more on LinkedIn, to put more time and energy on LinkedIn. Like Facebook's great. And I think my audience of professionals and people who want to build a brand and their business, right? Like working with business owners and people who want to inspire and change change the world in a positive way through their business, through their brand, through their message. People can pay and afford on LinkedIn. <laughs> they got the salaries, they got the, the ability to afford it. People on Facebook. Could be a story, but a lot of people on Facebook are having not the greatest financial situation and I get to be responsive with what I see or at least even my beliefs, like what's showing up in my beliefs why, why what are you afraid of your true greatness? You know i I hear the Marianne Williamson quote, I think it's your light, not your darkness that you're most afraid of. Uh, I think what Jonathan said earlier about being afraid to let people down. That's something that I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of rejection. Um, what comes with greatness? Am I afraid that like, it's, it's not so much that the greatness, like I'm afraid of being too great. It's what happens when I become too great, that I won't be able to handle what comes with it. The responsibility, um, the ethics, the integrity being faithful in my relationship, you know, like that's been, that was a huge concern of mine. Um, and still is, you know, still am, am reminding myself that I'm a good human, I'm a good person, I'm a good boyfriend, I'm a good, uh, you know, future husband and that I'm faithful. Like that is, that is something that I've really had to, um, break through. And it's been a fucking challenge. It's been, it's been hard to trust myself that I'm in it for the right reasons. Uh, but I also think that there's a recipe aspect of, this stuff and doing the exercises and strategies like Jonathan was talking about that can actually help me be responsible and achieve the result that I want. Um, So that's something that I really resonated with too. Jonathan says, you are amazing, man. God has plans for us has has big plans, big plans for us together. Not sure what it looks like yet, but you are an incredibly valuable asset to this planet. I'm so excited to see the plan unfold. Me too, Jonathan. Me too, man your fears belong to God. Say more about that, Ann. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> God takes care of that. They <sighs> belong to God. So it's like, if I give my fears to God, then I leverage my faith and my trust and my knowing that God will take care of me and take care of everything and exactly what's meant to unfold will unfold. Is that what you mean? We some real stuff today. <laughs> we getting real real. But that's the only way. It's the only way, man. It's the only way to do it. Like why why would we do anything else? Well, some people would do other things because they have a reputation and image to protect. But not me. <laughs> I surrender to being real. I surrender to um trusting. I, su- I surrender to showing up as my authentic self. To so trusting that the Right people will show up at the right time. I'm at the perfect place on my journey that me sharing what's actually going on with me is what someone needs, you know? Like what better place to come from than to share here's what I got going on. Here's what I'm doing about it. Here's where I'm still stuck. Here's what I'm great at.
1: And just like have people not feel so alone. I think that's the biggest one of the biggest pains out there, even with all
0: the social media, all the podcasts to have people feel like they are gotten to have feel people feel witnessed, I think Jonathan and I were talking about in the last conversation of when when um,
1: when people are in that conversation,
0: when people are sharing what's going on really with them, their fears, like there's a, a witnessing. It's not just the fears. It's like they're also their greatest aspirations. There's another, something else I wanted to say about that. It's like two people in a conversation, in a real deep conversation. Someone's light experiencing someone
1: else's light. Someone's presence being there.
0: Saying it's going to be okay. Saying I've been where you've been. And coaching someone through that to feel like we're not alone. To feel like, we aren't disconnected we're not broken we're not not enough like to
1: i think there's a protection mechanism of n-
0: they don't get me they don't understand me that keeps us safe in our misery in our discomfort and our comfortable it's like it's discomfort but it's not so uncomfortable that we can't bear it it's comfortable enough Suffering. It's like quiet desperation. And people get accustomed to that level of suffering. And they fear that getting uncomfortable would lead to more pain. Could potentially lead to more, t- more pain. That's what the brain says. Brain says, Chris, YouTube, you might fail. You might not have anyone tune in. It might be a total waste of time. You might fuck it up. <laughs> Stay in Facebook. And... I love how Anne said you can do both. you can figure it out. How do you do both? Not either or being enough, having an impact, delivering on your promises, etc. mm God doesn't allow you to get far off track and provides what you need. God keeps me on track god God, God doesn't allow me to get too far off track, so even right now. I'm not far off track, if I am off track. (laughs) I think that there's been hints and nudges to course correct, to adjust. Something's not quite right. There's been evidence, there's been uh, contrast, there's been experience that says, Chris,
1: something needs to change.
0: Something. You know what you want. Something needs to change, whether it's the desire, whether it's subconscious beliefs, whether it's your actions. I think everything stems from those subconscious beliefs though, right? The actions, all the actions stem from the subconscious beliefs. So what are the subconscious beliefs that are running the show? Hmm. So a life of greatness. <laughs> Just bam rail is Fuck, that's a life of greatness. Um, A life of greatness is every moment making the most of it.
1: I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow.
0: Like, I really don't know. I pretend like I know. I pretend like I'm immortal. I pretend like I'm going to be here tomorrow. I pretend like I'm going to live forever because we are achieving the escape velocity of putting years back into our life. So of course, you know, like I'm going to survive the next 10 years. I'm going to survive the next 20 years. I'm going to survive the next 30, 40, 50 years. So by then, you know, 50 years from now, like 70 years old, I got plenty of time. And by then we'll have the technology and nano robots and all these great things that go into our body and heal us and repair us. And I'm, we're gold, I'm golden, come on. There is a naivety
1: (laughs) that i have forever that i'm in control that
0: i will i i have been granted a pass to live forever like i'm so important that of course god's gonna keep me alive (laughs) for another 50 years if that's how long it takes to get the this aging, you know, biological immortality technology up to speed. Of course. You got too many great things to offer to the world, Chris. Come on. God's got you. That's what goes through my mind. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your Best day ever.